Welcome, my real wellness friends. It is May, which means it is Global Employee Health and Fitness Month. And this is episode 37. And that's what we're talking about today is how to make your workplace a well place. Did you know? that less than 5% of Americans are active enough or eat a healthy diet. As I mentioned in April, which is Stress Awareness Month, episode 34, I think it was, 20% of Americans report a decrease in their mental health, and 20% of voluntary turnover is due to burnout. Those numbers may not be cause and effect, but I don't think those numbers are just a coincidence. So let's jump into how to make your workplace a well place. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. So back to those numbers of Americans having a decrease in their mental health and voluntary turnover due to burnout is 20%. Together, all of this means that chronic health issues and mental health conditions are increasing and are costing companies billions, yes, that is in the research, that is not a made-up number, in healthcare cost and lost productivity. But there is good news. You and your team, you and your company can make a positive impact. Whether you own a business, sit in the C-suite, lead a team, or simply sit in the break room and know that you and your coworkers need a wellness culture in your place of work, This episode is for you. So after years of working in the corporate wellness program at Vanderbilt Medical Center, also after teaching the corporate wellness curriculum at Belmont University, I realized two things. Many of the workplace wellness programs did not actually make the impact the leaders wanted. And it became obvious to me as to why that was. And number two is most employee wellness initiatives and ideas are geared toward very large companies. But if the company that you work in or lead is small, say, you know, 10 to a few hundred employees, it is a greater challenge to get ideas that work for you. Or I should say it's a greater challenge to get, you know, traditional cookie cutter ideas that work for you. It's not a challenge to necessarily get the ideas. That's why I work with companies on this. But, you know, it's hard to just go out and grab something off the shelf that works if you have a small team. Today, I have a little inspiration from two small business owners, and then also five questions to get you thinking about wellness where you work. One of the big reasons workplace wellness programs don't get the results that leaders want is something called stages of change. When you're looking at a group of people. You can look at people who are in pre-contemplation, which means they have not even become aware of the fact that they need to make a shift in their wellness. You have people in contemplation. 
These are people who are, they're beginning to think about it. They are aware of maybe they need to make a change, but they haven't done anything about it yet. Then you have the people who are in preparation. They are beginning to ask questions. They are beginning to do some research. They're beginning to read things and they are beginning to consider, you know, beginning a workout program or maybe they're researching getting a nutritionist, things like that. You have people that are in action. People who are in action, they are beginning an exercise program. They are starting to eat healthier. They're beginning to make some of those shifts that they had been researching. And then you have people who are in maintenance. And those are the folks who have made the shift to a healthier lifestyle, and they have maintained it for six months or longer. One of the issues with a lot of workplace wellness programs is they tend to draw and inspire and benefit people who are in preparation, action, and maintenance. Well, guess who needs the information and to move up the chain the most? People who are in pre-contemplation and contemplation. So you've got to have things in your wellness program that also speak to the people who haven't even thought about it yet, or they're thinking about it, but they haven't started preparing for it. And when I work with businesses with 10 to a few hundred employees to help them create a wellness culture, that's one of the things that we look at. And it is so rewarding to see a company value their employees' health and watch them build wellness into the DNA of the company as it grows. And it's because these companies don't have thousands of employees, even small actions make a big impact. That is, that's something I hear from employees is that it doesn't take much for them to understand what's important to their boss because their boss is the owner of the company and there's, you know, 30 people or whatever it is. So these actions, they're quick, they're easy to roll out. And the teams know that the owners, the leaders of the cult, they, they actually know the leaders and the owners. So the culture for wellness gets created faster. Let me give you a, some a, some inspiration. This was really fun. I reached out. One of the companies that I work with is Sublime Computer, Computer Services. It's an outsourced IT company. They've got two smart and caring owners. They're building an outstanding team. And because the owners take actions that care for their team, the staff goes above and beyond for their customers. So a little, just a little bonus tip. If you need an outsourced IT computer company, definitely check out Sublime Computer Services. So one of the owners is Adam Bell. And when I ask him, why is workplace wellness important to you? This was his reply. Our greatest tool that we have to do our job is our brain. And in order for our team to function at its best, our brains have to be working well. Healthy and energetic people are better equipped to resolve complex problems. It's a win-win. Our team members are encouraged to have a a healthy lifestyle, which makes them better at their job. It's a no-brainer for him. I was so excited to see that. And let me say this about Adam. He walks the talk. He works out. He eats well, all those things. Elizabeth Bell is also an owner, his wife. And she said, our goal when we started Sublime was to make a company that we would want to work at. We want our employees to know that we value them and not just use them. We want them to be able to enjoy life outside of work. One way we do this is bringing topics about wellness, physical wellness, social wellness, mental wellness during monthly luncheons. So they have monthly staff meeting trainings, and they always include wellness throughout the year as a part of that. I will also say this about Sublime. 
and this is some an idea that you can steal as well, is that when I have gone in to do monthly lunch trainings for them on wellness, they have taken items from that and made their break rooms what I call wellness friendly. They have a variety of snacks, which includes healthy snacks. They have visuals from those wellness lunches. So if we've done something that's on stretching and low back health, there are pictures of that in the break room now. There are things on stress in the break room. There's things that can remind them when they go in the break room about what they've already learned in the monthly lunch. Another company I work with is Lynn HR. It's an outsourced HR company and highly recommend them as well. When I ask them, why do you bring wellness into the companies that you work with? They said, we know team members bring their whole selves to work. And with the increased amount of economic, civil, and even political pressures, it's important to acknowledge and support people who are struggling in the workplace. Fundamentally, we also believe it's important to show your team you genuinely care about them as people. This builds workplace community, and one way to do that is by offering different health and wellness programs. So I've got five questions for you, and I encourage you, bring these up in a leadership meeting. If you're in your next staff meeting, you know, begin that you begin talking about this or, you know, talk to whoever puts together the agenda so that, hey, I, I want this topic to be something in our next staff meeting that we begin talking about. So here are five questions for you. Number one, what foods are available in the break room, your vending machines or at work parties? And don't think about this in terms of good foods, bad foods, but more variety of foods and having some options that are more natural. A friend of mine who also works in corporate wellness, she worked as an on-site corporate wellness director at a very large company. And one day she was having a soda and people started judging her about it and commenting. And she's like, no, it's about balance. So it's not that you can't have, quote unquote, um, less healthy foods in your break room. you want to have variety and choices. Question number two, how often do you bring in training speakers, wellness programs for all levels of those stages of change that are talked about? Question number three, do you celebrate those who sacrifice sleep for work? Remember in the last episode, part one of Global Employee Health and Fitness Month, episode 36, I quoted for you from Harvard medical researchers who talk about a culture of wellness or a culture that celebrates people losing sleep for work. So my question to you is, do you have that? Be honest with yourself. You may not. You might. Do you celebrate people who sacrifice sleep for work or do you appreciate them? We do want to appreciate with people when a crisis has come up and they've had to lose sleep because of it that we've appreciated them, and then we help them to make a way to catch up on that rest. Question number four, do you know your turnover numbers? And do you know your turnovers due to burnout numbers? So that way you get your percentage of what percentage of people are leaving because of burnout. And question number five, how do you, because change starts with you, model wellness? How do you model health and fitness? Physical activity, taking a a legitimate lunch break, managing your stress, having walking meetings, taking a sunshine break, some of those types of things. How do you model that? It's for you, but it's also for the people around you, your coworkers, your colleagues, those that are under you, those that are over you on the org chart. How are you modeling for them? So let's chat. 
Let's chat about wellness ideas for your staff, for your company, for your team. No matter what level on the org chart that you are, we can get some ideas for you and for the people that you're most most connected to. Thanks so much for listening, for being here, for making some of these shifts in your health and fitness and helping your company, your team make some shifts in health and fitness. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.